This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening. Welcome to Leicester Fan TV. Tom here for another away fan special show. As uh, we build it to a, another massive game, as City fans call it, Tottenham Hotspurs at home. Tonight, I'm joined by Holly from Hot, Holly's Hotspurs. Get the words out. As we discuss all the big topper points ahead of the game at the weekend. Obviously, a few uh, big news is coming out of Tottenham this week with injuries and obviously the manager sort back in training. So let's get Holly in. Morning, morning, evening, Holly. <laughs> Hello. Oh, wow, what a class intro that was. I like that. That was sick. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, not too bad, thank yourself. Yeah, very good, very good. Let's start, though, with Tottenham, where they are in the table. So, at the moment, Tottenham are currently fifth in the league, play 22, won 12, drawn three, lost seven, goal difference of 10, 39 points. Now, before I was looking at the league time, I didn't realise how close it was. Obviously, you're a point behind Newcastle for the Champions mm-hmm. League spot, that they've played a game less. And then you've currently got Brighton in six, who are currently only played two games less than you, but could go above you if they win both of them. So, it's quite tight in that race for that, you know, top four spot between Man United, Newcastle, Spurs, Brighton, you know, really, really tight. But let's get into your Tottenham. What has Conte done to you this season? How have things changed differently from last season? Obviously, we have met you once this season. Don't really want to talk about it that much. <laughs> I think all Leicester fans were quite happy at 2-2 and we thought, oh, we'll take a point and go home here. And the second mm. half performance, we completely gave, well, after, was it 30 seconds of the second half, we let you run through and tap into the net and it went downhill and as Leicester love to do against the teams when things aren't going right for a, a player who's having a poor season, we let him score hat-tricks and Song had a field down in the second half. So what's what's Conte changed for you boys this season? 
I think it's uh, like our, I wouldn't say winning mentality because obviously, like you said, we, we've lost quite a few games, but we're more of a second half team. Normally, we capitulate and literally all goes to pieces. Whereas Conte's kind of brought in this thing of, okay, it's not quite working. Let's go second half. And like what happened against you guys, we go and do something. Um, obviously, there's still a lot of tweaks and a lot of things we need to change um, because. I think uh, it was the uh, New Year's Day game where I don't even know what happened. We just woke up from alongside the bed and it all went to pieces. So there's still elements of our game we need to fix. But I think Conte is really trying to instill this winning mentality, so we say. It's coming along. It's not quite there yet. But the fact that last season I'd watch games and I think, that's it, the game's done. This season, I think the game's done. We actually come back. Um, so it's getting there just very slowly. <laughs> You talk about comebacks. Obviously, you've had a few this season. I think at Bournemouth away, you were 2-0 down. You won 3-2. The next game, you're 2-0 down. You got a 2-2 draw. So, obviously, he's doing something right. Obviously, game on Saturday is massive for you in terms of trying to catch Newcastle. Newcastle play Bournemouth away in, in another big game for both those clubs. Obviously, wasn't the story I think you would want to be reading last night and you, all your fans would have been reading to see that Hugo Lloris is now out for six to eight weeks. I mean, obviously, Fraser Forster is a half-decent backup goalkeeper, but not for that period of time. How, how do you think Fraser Foster will do coming in for a Premier League game and, you know, now being your number one keeper for the next six to eight weeks? I mean, he has played, obviously, Premier League level before for, obviously, Southampton. But again, it's kind of a big step up, um, especially with our defence. Um, as you might have seen, our defence probably isn't the best. Um, we are quite shaky. Um, obviously, we don't have Romero either because he's suspended, which is another massive blow. Um, so in terms of that, I'm not, I'm not 100% confident, but he's done that. He's been a, he's done a job for the Premier League before. So it's not as if it's a totally brand new keeper. Um it's funny you say, obviously, about a big loss for Spurs fans seeing that Hugo Lloris is out. But lots of people have been moaning about him recently and the fact that his standard isn't quite there anymore. So I don't know whether it's a, what's the word, a blessing in disguise, um, it's, which is quite weird to put it out there. But maybe it'll make force to think, oh, OK, they want to get Hugo Lloris maybe out in the summer. Maybe this is my chance to step up. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what happens. But yeah, a lot of Spurs fans are a bit like this might be all right. And then someone's a bit like, well, Hugo is number one. Yes, he's a bit dodgy now and again, but he has proved himself many times. So, yeah, it will be very interesting come Saturday. Obviously, the other news was uh, Prasuma's now out of the game at the weekend. Now, I don't think he's played a lot of game for you this season, but he's been a probably a big impact sub for you boys. Obviously, another player out for a long-term injury. I think fractured ankle was reading mm -hmm. this evening. Yeah, it's just, I don't know what the medical staff at Tottenham do, to be honest. I mean, they must beat them up behind the scenes because we've seen, always when we get like a run of games, obviously we've got Milan next week as well, we have injuries. Um, and like you say with Basuma, he hasn't really had a great time in a Spurs shirt at the moment. He's, he's not really been into his rhythm. He's not the player we saw at Brighton. Um, so yeah, it's just a, another annoying blow for him because obviously now he's got to come back from this fractured ankle. Um, hopefully he does. But again, it's just like you said, it's it's an impact sub. And with Spurs, we don't really have a lot of impact players. So to lose another one is quite annoying. Obviously, you talked about the man who I was quite happy to see get a red card and sent off and missed the game. I think we've got two games coming up like that. Casemiro gets on top and he'll miss the Leicester game now as well for Man U. Who will come into your back line then for the game? You know, you've got quite a few central defenders can come in there, play the role. But who do you think will be taking Ramiro, you know, position at the weekend? Probably Sanchez, which is really weird because when Sanchez gets a stint of games consecutively, he's he's not very good. Um, but when he's asked to, to come on and do a job for us, um, he's all right. So it will probably be Sanchez that Conte turns to to, to bring him on or Stellini. Um, 
uh, who's going to obviously if if Conte doesn't manage to be on the sideline on Saturday, Stellini will come in. So I assume it's probably Sanchez, just because when he's asked to do something and step up, he does. It's just when he gets a run of games, he's not so good. <laughs> Now, Saturday, I tweeted something and I got slated by Tottenham fans for tweeting what I tweeted Saturday night. To a point, I removed it because I was getting threats. Oh, so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this out to you then, as a Spurs fan. Obviously, Harry Kane, massive achievement at the weekend, scoring 200 and so-and-so goals for you. Massive, massive achievement. But the question I asked at the time was, when he and I probably shouldn't put the pictures of Vardy holding three pieces of silverware. When he looks back at the end of his career... And he looks in and thinks that I've won a few golden boots and I scored a shed of goals, but I can't sit down and look at a trophy cabinet and say, I've won a Premier League, I've won an FA Cup, I've won a Community Shield. Do you think he will regret not moving on and progressing his career? Now, now that's not against Tottenham. Hmm. You know, they're a big club in their own rights and then, you know, they'll always be one of those super top four contenders always... But for a player of Kane's stature, and I've got a lot of respect for what he's done for you, does a player not do you not think a player's about winning trophies? You know, and I always think, mm. in your opinion, do you think Kane will look back and think, if I'd moved, I would have won sink somewhere else by now? I don't know. It's really difficult because I think obviously when there's loads of rumours coming out that Kane was going to City, um, and some Spurs fans, me included, was a bit like, Well, if he wants to go, let him go, this, that, and the other. But it's a true testament that he stayed and he, he's obviously he wanted to obviously beat this record. Otherwise, he probably would have gone to see. Um, but I think you are right. I think every player, regardless if they're Spurs or not, will want to sit back and be like, I've won this trophy. I've won that. With Kane at the moment, like I said, it's just golden boots um, and accolades. There's no real trophy. Um, I think the time will come in the summer. I think the only real team he would go to is United. Um, because I can't see him going to Chelsea. I can't see him now going to City. So it would be United. Um, it's difficult again. I mean, he's come out and said, oh, he's dedicated to the cause. He wants to win something with Spurs. But realistically, am I sitting here thinking we're going to do something this season or we're going to do something next season? I don't know. So I think it's difficult as a player. You want to look back and say, yeah, I've won this. But I think the only person who really knows what they want to do is Kane. Obviously, now he's got, what, one year left on his contract again? Will it be in the summer? So again, if you're going to, I think we're in the same position predicament with Madison you know obviously mm. he'll go into the contract one year we've seen what's happened with Yuri Tillemans he's running contract down and he will now leave on a free we've got Sainci leaving on free a couple of players really want to talk about interesting players in my life Ryan Sessignon mm. uh, obviously if people will remember his is it brother I think was playing at a high he played in the Premier for many years for Fulham what have you made of him? Because he's got such raw pace and such raw ability at times, but you you only see to see flashes of it at the best. Hmm. He's a confidence player. That's the trouble with him. Um, he doesn't want to take his man on. And sadly, with uh, this formation we play, wing-backs have to take their man on and put a cross in. And Sesson just hasn't got it. Like I said, there's glimmers of hope that he's going to be amazing. He's got talent. He just won't not necessarily apply himself, it's just he doesn't have the belief he can do it. And I think that's the most frustrating thing. I think against City, he actually did take on a player and I was a bit taken back. I was like, oh, what's going on here? Um, but yeah, I think with Cesc, it's just that confidence. And I just don't think he's he's really got it at Spurs. I don't know if it's because he's got Perisic breathing down his neck or whatever. I just, I just don't think he's got it within him. Obviously, yeah, another player you signed last summer was uh, Richarlison, a player that torments Leicester at the best of times, scoring goals for some reason. Always seems to pop up the goal against Leicester. What have you made of him since he came to your club? Because we've seen again another one flashes of brilliance, but also the arrogance. I think, if I remember rightly, against Forest when he started doing keepy uppies when you were two 0 up, and there's Leicester fans we loved that because it was against Forest. But what what have you made of his time coming to you? Um, again, it, like you said, you put it perfectly. It's, it's glimmers, um, it's flashes. Um, 
But with Spurs, like I've always said, we don't really have a player that can come off the bench and do something. With Richie, you know that you're going to get something different and it's he's going to torment um, players. He's going to be that one who's going to be that wind that much. And, you know, we could be winning the game, bring him on just to liven things down, liven them up a bit, or the vice versa. You're losing the game, you need him to come and do something, and he does. Um, so, hasn't been amazing. Again, he, he's been riddled with injuries, which again is just apparent at Spurs at the moment. Um, but... I think it's a good one. I think it's versatile up top. Like, say, if Sonny needs, like, a rest, um, we bring him on. Or Kane needs a rest, we bring him on. So, it has its positives. But, again, I don't think he's really shone to his full potential yet. Obviously, the two players who will be talked about going into this game because their record against Leicester is stupid is obviously Harry Kane, 25 goals and assists against Leicester in nine games. Was it 18 goals? His, his favourite club to score against, I think it's probably because it was on loan at Leicester and he had a shocker <laughs> when he was here. And a lot of Leicester fans obviously said he's a one-season wonder when he went and did that first full season. And the partnership of Song, and Song's probably not had the best best of a season for you, you boys. But how do you see them boys linking up at the weekend and going against another Leicester side who, you know, obviously will fear them if we have to. We know what they've done against us in the past. I think, I was going to say, I think you're unlucky because obviously, like I say, Sonny's had a bit of a, a mare this season. He hasn't been quite the Sonny we know. I don't know whether that's because of the World Cup. Um, I had, I was talking about the other day, maybe it was his injury to his face. He hasn't really got over the fact that he obviously fractured his face. He's been a bit offish in that kind of sense. Um, but yeah, I think obviously Preston for us, I know it's only Preston, but Sonny managed to bag a hat-trick against them. So he's obviously picked himself up. And then against City, he played well as well. So I think, yeah, for, to come and play use, it's probably not the best of times uh, for you lot on the other end. So yeah, I think those two will link up well. Like I said, Sonny's finding his way and obviously Kane's still riding off the high of those 267 goals he scored. Obviously, you know, last weekend, Leicester finally got their first win after the World Cup. It's taken as a six, seven games to get there, but it was a big win. And obviously, three new players to Leicester made a difference. And I think there'll be a big confidence going into the game that these three players can obviously cause your back line a bit of problems, especially Tato, who was outstanding on his, uh, you know, league debut in the Premier League, a 22-year-old Brazilian who, you know, ran right at Villa Park. Obviously, how do I put this? Tottenham, you got a... Brilliant, brilliant result against Man City. No one could take that away for you. How do you think they'll go into this game, though? Because obviously it's a different kettle of fish. This is a game into Man City. Because obviously Man City, everyone's focused on Haaland. And for me, you made one good tackle on him and he put him out of the game after 10 minutes. And it was. It was one slide tackle through the back of Haaland and he didn't fancy it then. It just seemed like he just went, nah, I ain't getting involved with this today. And he disappeared out of the game. And then you, you defended brilliantly most, you know, for the rest of the game. And even after the red card, you still plodge your way through to get that result. Do you do you think you're set up differently though going into the Leicester game with what they're gonna offer going forward? Um yeah, I think it will be slightly different. Um I think with Spurs we're quite lucky against City. I think we're City's bogey team. So we always go in feeling a bit more confident than what we should do. Um but yeah you're right. I think we somehow defended brilliantly, which I can't even imagine I'm saying those words together as a Spurs fan because that never normally happens. But yeah, I think you're right. In terms of obviously City we, we decided to sit back allow them to have more possession of the ball. But I think against you, we'll just come and attack you, um, which again will leave obviously space open at the back for you to then counter. Um, it'd be interesting to see who starts. Um, I know you'll probably get on to who's going to start where, but it'll be interesting to see whether Conte decides to go for that more attacking role, depending on who he decides to go right back. Because obviously if we have Emerson, it will be more or less attacking. Um, but if we go for Pedro Porro, who we haven't yet seen yet, I feel like he'd be more the attacking offensive player who will want to whip those balls into the box. So, yeah, I think it just depends on that kind of area on how we're going to go and, and attack you away from home. 
Obviously, it leads nice into that question. How do you think your lineup? Obviously, I was before we played you in the reverse fixture at your place. I was very surprised to see how that you know Spence hadn't played that many games to you. And against last year for Forest against us, he destroyed us. And I was convinced that he would have played in that game. And obviously, he went with Emerson Royale in that game again. Obviously, Emerson Royale seems to be your chosen right back for this season so far. And I'm surprised that Spence hasn't really got the opportunity. I mean, he's gone on loan to Stud. Rain, who we played yeah. last year, and he's already set a goal up by the looks of it. While I was looking into his stats, so he's he, there is a good player in there. And hopefully, you know, six months later, he'll come back to you a better player than he was before he came in the first place. But how do you see yourself lining up with this one? What formation do you think Conte will play? I think it'd be very similar to to the city, but it'd just be the personnel that would be rotated. Um, like I said, obviously, Emerson has sadly been our number one choice right back, which I don't agree with to a certain extent, um, but. Again, against City, he performed so well. I can't obviously discredit him that much. But I think if we're going to come away to you and we're going to attack, I'd like to see Pedro Porro just because I think he'll be the man to get down the wing, whereas Emerson Royale just can't put a cross in to save his life. Um, obviously, at the back, we've obviously had to change the personnel because we've been forced to, with the likes of Romero being obviously sent off. So I think, again, Sanchez will come in, which will be a bit risky. But like I say, I think he performs better when he's asked upon rather than playing a consistent round of fixtures. Um, and then I think it'll be the same with Dyer, Davies and Perisic. Um, obviously, Forster in goal because we've lost Lloris. Um, Hoiberg and Bensenkor in the middle just because at the moment that seems to be working. And obviously, your standard um, Kulaveski came and so on up top. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's that right back position, I think, that will just change the dynamic of the whole squad, really. And Farney, what is your score prediction for the weekend? See, I may have said that we're going to go all out attack, but every time we come to you, it's always a, a close game in terms of it's always a last minute winner from us, say, or something like that. Um, so I'm going to say 2-1, just because, like you said, you're riding on the high of getting your win. We're riding on the high of beating City. But I think, again, with City, it's a mentality thing for us. We're always like, yes, we're going to go to town with these because we've always got the upper hand of them. Whereas against you, I think you'll put up a good fight. So it's going to be close. I think it'll be 2-1, but I think we'll nick it in the end. Once again, thank you so much for joining tonight, Holly. It's much appreciated. And uh, obviously, I won't say good looks. We need the points as much as you need the points of the Champions League. We need the points to pull away from the relegations. Eh? But thank you very much, Kuram. And obviously, hopefully uh, next season, we'll get, on, uh, get you on again when we're both we're secured in the Premier League and you boys have secured yourself a Champions League. But, eh? <laughs> or a trophy. Let's put it that way. I think I'd rather a trophy at this point. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for coming on. No, thank you. It's been good. I really enjoyed it. So thank you very no much. Cheers. Take care. See you later. Cheers. And there we go. Another away fan show. As always, guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Great to have you on. Great to that for watching it. Obviously, massive game for Leicester. Massive things have got to turn around at home now. Obviously, Leicester have only won two home games all season against Forest and Leeds. Need to get his third one and start pulling away from the team below. So now, keep it all Leicester fan TV and we'll catch you soon. <laughs> days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.